Welcome to The Mary Morgan Show, where I take you behind the scenes to all things brand, advertising, marketing, and sales, and how I've done business a little bit different without a sales team, without a website, without a big social media following, without ads, and without all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have. I built my business from $100 to my name in 2018 to 80K, 100K, $130,000 cash collected months over and over again. And we're revolutionizing the industry. So if you want to join us, follow along and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, hello, everyone. Super excited to have you guys all on. We're going to have a fantabulous time today. I've got a special guest on and she is about to drop some serious goals in the chat. So super, super exciting. Let's dive into it. Heidi, why don't you just jump in and introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are and your magic. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Heidi Gruss. I um, am a clinical psychotherapist by education and background. I've got more than two decades experience working with clients um, in a clinical setting. And then what I did about six years ago is I went out and expanded my service delivery to include um, coaching services to be able to um, help and refocus um, business owners so that they have a really strong mindset. I talk about getting emotionally secure and mentally strong so that they are not running their business at the mercy of their emotions. Oh, I love this. I love this. And I know you talk about action a lot, but it's not in the way of just like, obviously we know we should go and take action, but what stops so many people that you see? Because it's not just knowing what to do, but it's like actually doing it. Yeah. And you know, I see that all the time. Um, I, you know, I tell my clients, I know that it's not for lack of knowledge that you're stuck. Like we all know what needs to get done. And in this day and age, if you're not exactly sure about something, you can Google it or, you know, use AI at this point, right. To basically tell us what to be doing. Yeah. It's that we get stuck in our heads. We start overthinking and overcomplicating what, what needs to get done. Yeah. And I feel like a part of this too, is like a lot of us don't even know, right. This is going on in our minds. Like I was running a program called 30 came 30 days and day one was already into like identity work. And I remember one of the ladies saying, wow, I can see how I've been blocked without knowing that I've been blocked. Like I'm blocking my it factor. I'm blocking my magnetism. Can you speak to that? Like, how do we know that we even have a block? I think you know you have a block when you're realizing that weeks, months are going by and there's no forward progress on whatever it is. Um, I mean, you can't, time is money. You know, I understand, I, I'm a service provider. I provide service to my clients. So there is value in that, but we also can't pretend that it's just about providing service. We're also looking to be profitable. And when we don't treat our time as, you know, a part of our, our revenue, right. Then you're costing yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. I love this. So it's like, it's noticing that I've been doing this for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, things aren't, things aren't moving. I'm not seeing the results that I desire. Okay. It's probably not an action step I need to take, but looking at the lack thereof and why am I not taking action? Why are yeah. you not doing this? What are you doing instead? So, you know, and 
I love the objections, right? Just having the transparent, vulnerable conversation, right? Where it's like, what, why aren't you doing this? You know, well, I don't have the time. Well, no, you do. You just spent all of this time not doing it. So you have the time. Let's lean in a little bit more. Really what, and it's typically a feeling. And, and, and that's, that I think is part of my brilliance, right? Is that I'm not afraid of those difficult feelings. I will sit in the silence with a client and let them get there because Mm -hmm. that's, that's where we really unveil what's going on. Yeah. And how did you get into this, Heidi? Like, did you have a moment where you realized you were holding yourself back or have you seen this? Like, how did you get into this work? In terms of just coaching work or just in general, just working with, with people. Either. Either, Um, I mean, so I will, I, I, I know when I was even like a teen, I loved, I was like fascinated just by self-help in general. Like I, I loved reading books that were teaching people how to do better in their lives. And I always thought like, why, why doesn't everybody read these types of books? Or, I mean, I remember having like books on tape back in the day, cause you know, I'm old. Um, but like, why wouldn't you listen to this? You know, now we have podcasts and it's the same thing. It's, um, I'm just fascinated by human change, human behavior. And then I think as I entered the profession and even in a clinical setting, I just really appreciated people's stories. And I was, I was fascinated by how one person can use some type of obstacle or adversity as their excuse to not move forward. And this, and a similar person is using the, or a similar circumstance as their reason to plow through. And, and, and still, I feel like as soon as I can um, get a client to see that their excuse is also their opportunity, then usually we're, we're moving forward with a very different type of momentum. I love that. I love that. And I think what's so interesting is I say something very similar. I say, you know, some people allow their fears to paralyze them and some use their fears to move them. So to what you're saying, like, I see so many people who say, you know, but I actually don't have the time. Like I have kids, I have this, I have that. Like, so what do you do in that situation? How do you navigate that conversation? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm, um, the perfect question back is, so are you telling me that you don't think that there's ever been a business owner who also has the three children that you have at home and didn't achieve success, right? Are you telling me there's nobody out there, right? And, and they sort of giggle and they say, well, no, I mean, there's someone and I go, right, there is someone. I agree. And so that tells me that your excuse is not truth, but it is story right? It is the story that you're using to hold yourself back right now because someone else out there in the same situation was able to find a way. Um, one of the foundational uh, sort of beliefs that I, or sort of quotes that I come back to in my, in my programs and in the work that I do is I say, you know, you have to be willing to find the solution to your problem. And mm-hmm. if you're going to keep finding problems, with every solution, that tells me you really don't want to move forward. And it's just a pause moment there because typically it, you know, you have to really confront 
a client's stories, a client's limiting beliefs in that way to get them to see they are responsible for holding themselves back. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, like, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between them feeling like the motivation to do something versus like the discipline to do it? Mm. Well, so I address that and I say, I don't believe anybody needs to be motivated in order to follow through, right? I give examples of that all the time. I'm not motivated, you know, or enthusiastic to pay my bills every month, right? It's not like, oh, I'm so excited to pay for yeah. electricity, you know, like there's nothing fun about that. I'd rather take that money to the spa, but we do it, right? We do it because we realize there is a consequence if we don't do it. And so we, we need to do the same thing here. Because every time you start renegotiating that plan, that promise that you made to yourself, it always ends in regret. But when you follow through, even when you're just going through the motions and getting it done, 100% of the time, you're happy that it's done. And sometimes Mm. that's why we follow through is just to be able to say it's done. Yes, yes. Okay. So Christine in the chat says, this was gold looking for a solution to the problem. If you're only looking for the problems, then what I hear you saying is that you don't want to change. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And I think another great example is like the gym, right? Sometimes we're not motivated. Like half the time, I would say more than half the time. I'm like, no, no, I want to snooze the alarm. I want to, you know, if it's a later day session, I'm like, ah, but I just ate this. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow. But it's like, the discipline, like getting yourself there is the hardest bit, getting yourself to go to the gym. And then once you're there, you know, it's, it's easy. It's just, okay, go do it. It's the same thing for stores, right? I see us as like, as online business owners, as if you were in person, you wouldn't shut your doors just because you don't feel like opening your doors one day. It's like, nope, skies up, doors are open, like come on in. Right. And it's like, So how do we navigate this when I I have a lot of clients who say things like, but I'm not high vibe to sell today. Like I'm not in this energy of, I want to show up. I want to go live. I want to do this thing. If they have a weekly show, if they have a commitment or maybe they don't, but like, how do you, how do you walk through that either with clients or yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's going back to, you know, have you ever done something when you weren't high vibe? Anything. Have you ever, you know, I hear. I'm, I'm tired. You know, I'm just tired. God, it's the end of the week. Yeah. Like it's been a week. Okay. But have you ever done X when you're tired? Have you ever done X when it's been a week? I'm sure you have. So just do me a favor. Do it one more time. The other strategy I use is how are you going to feel when this is done? Right. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, how are you going to feel relief? Relief is the first feeling that comes to mind from everybody. Yeah, of course. And so how else can you offer yourself relief other than just getting this done? You know, it's for me, my, my style is very just direct because I know my clients, they're busy. They're often, they have their hands in multiple things. You know, it's, it's the simplest, most direct way to get them from point A to point B, right? And we just have to cut out all the crap. We just eliminate it. Cause the more we start talking about the crap and, you know, trying to understand why do I do the crap? It's like, do you need to know why to stop doing it? Really? Yeah. I mean, if you knew why, is that going to make you stop? No, because so much of this is automated, 
meaning we do it without thinking, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to intellectually be aware as to why you do what you do. You just need to know when you're coming up to that feeling. When my alarm goes off, the first thought, because I'm a morning workout person is, yeah, can I do this later on in the day? Knowing full well, if, if I delay this, yep. it's probably not getting done. Right. So it's like, Heidi, cut the crap, just get up and just get it done. You're going to feel so much better once it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a part of this too, is like, even just seeing you completing it, like spending a couple seconds and being like, when I complete it, how good am I going to feel? And even just thinking though, if you have kids like, or, or family or whatever, it's like, what are, what are they going to see? The mom version of me who's like, oh, now I'll stay in. Or the mom version of me that's like, no, I go after it. Like I go after my dreams. I decide, I choose, like I move. I love that. Christine says, is Heidi a mom? Those, those are badass mom phrases to move someone forward. So I'm a mom myself, right? And, and yeah. I, you know, all of my clients, I'm, I'm pretty transparent about you know, um, being a mom, what it's like to be a mom. I'm raising three, um, wonderful daughters. And I think that is the phase of success that I'm in right now really has to do with how am I molding them? Because I know children do what they see us do, not what we tell them to do. Right. And so, you know, it's fascinating, even the conversations that I have with my kids and their kids, right? They're learning and they're asking questions and they're, you know, making mistakes just like I am. But to be able to do that, you know, along with them and to show them, you know, I, I get up, I take risks, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to risk our, our safety and security, but it's okay to go out and take risks. And sometimes you make it and sometimes you don't. And when you don't, you figure out what am I going to do next? What am I going to do differently? What did I learn from this? you just, you don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I think a big piece to this is like, you, you get to decide, like you get to sit there in that bed going, do I decide to be the version of me who doesn't do it? Do I decide to be the one that does? And I feel like this is a constant decision, just like everything in life, in our relationships and our marriages and our things. I love that. So thank you. Anything else you feel as you know, entrepreneurs listening are navigating, I feel another big thing that comes up, regardless of like time is like overwhelmed. There's a million things that I could do. So we procrastinate. So we don't do the things and we just leave it. What do you say in those circumstances where you're like, I could list a million things I could do right now? I mean, listen, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to accept that there will always be a million things to do right? Because we are our own sort of um, tribe of people, right? We're, we're never just satisfied with status quo, right? We, as soon as we achieve one thing, we're already thinking like, oh, what am I going to do next? Like, what, what's the next thing? So there will always be an endless list of things to do, but you are responsible for managing your own limits and boundaries, right? And so if it means doing something as simple as every day, you've got your top three must-do list, right? The things that have to get done in that day. You can't go and let them spill over to the next day. They're a must do for today. And then you've got your list of hope twos, right? So if I, if I get some extra time, if a client doesn't show up for some reason, if there's some kind of something, right? Here's my list of things that I know I want to repurpose my time towards, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that way, you're being really clear on you know, what, 
what needs to get done. And then if there's, if there's an opportunity for a bonus, great. And if not, sometimes we're just, we're good with, I figured out A, B, and C, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we overestimate what we can do in our time. We're like, I'm just going to reinvent this program and create promotional material and, and, and. You know, Mary, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, that is one of the things that I'm often pointing out to my clients is you're spending too much time in the creation phase, right? The research, the creating. And I think a lot of us like that. We, you know, cause we, we generate these ideas and we want to build them out and, and what's less fun maybe is the sales piece. Right. And, you know, putting ourselves because it's putting yourself out there. It's putting your, your program or your service or your product, whatever it is. It's really taking that step forward and, and announcing it to the world. This is what I have. Right. Do you yeah. value it? Will you pay me for this? And that feels really vulnerable, but you don't have a business unless you're doing that. Beautiful. And I think a big piece to this is I love the like non-negotiable list of like, this is what I'm doing. And I think a big piece that I've started to do is like really recognize that things take much longer than we think they will. So I think it's going to take an hour. It might take three. So it's like allocating. And that actually makes me feel so much better where I'm like, okay, got all three done before 9am today. All right. What's next? Like there's a different feeling versus you're sitting back and you're like, I have all this stuff to do. And then you do one piece and you're like, it should have taken this long. And now do I do? And it puts you more in overwhelm. What I find, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Heidi, is like creating, like, what do I want? What's the vision that I want to create? Okay, what's the action plan? What are my daily non-negotiables for that? And often my non-negotiables will take less than an hour or two for the entire day. And then it's like, okay, now we have the whole day to play with whatever comes up. If I want to go live, if I want to do something else, then that comes through. What do you suggest to people listening who are thinking about their plan and how to then take that into action? So I do suggest for my clients that they assign a specific time frame to the non-negotiables, right? Because otherwise, if you say, I've got, I've got the whole morning to work on this, you'll take the whole morning, right? And really the task at hand, it, it takes 25 minutes, you know, but because you've got that whole morning, you're easily distracted and you justify giving into the, the distractions because you're telling yourself, I've got, I've got all morning, I've got three hours. And I know that this isn't going to take me that long. So it's okay. If I go and answer this email or start texting over here or online shopping while I'm doing this or whatever it is. Right. So instead it's, Assign the time frame and act as if that's the only time you have. And how this is helpful is because there are many, many instances where the project or task at hand requires three hours and you've only allocated an hour. Well, fantastic. That means honor the hour that you've allocated. Yeah. And you've made this amount of progress because already making that amount of progress is going to make you more likely to pick up the next day. Right. Just like we don't sit down and read an entire book from page one to the to the last page. We have to chunk that down. And so it's much more effective if you say, I'm going to work on this project every day for 20 minutes because 20 minutes feels manageable and is doable. Great. You'll be more consistent than saying, I'm going to clear my schedule this week and get this massive undertaking done. 
you're not going to be effective. And you're most likely you're going to spend more time doing things than need be. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I was writing some of these things down, absolute goals. For me, what I found to be really helpful as long uh, as well is like, just like you said, I find things take as long as you give it. And it always reminds me of like being in college or university and writing a paper on the actual like day of a, an exam. And it's like, they give you an hour to write it and you take that hour and you yeah. write it versus you having a, you know, two, three, four months to write an essay. It's like, I don't know. I personally always did it like a day or two before. And I was like, oh shit, I've got this thing. I've got to do it. Like, you, and we take that time. You literally read my mind because last night as I was banging out some copy, right. That I've like known all week, like I need to get to this, need to get to this in like 25 minutes because I just wanted to go to bed. I'm like, I can go to bed as soon as this is done. It was done. Yeah. And it brought me back to my college dorm, right? Where it's yeah. like, we, it was almost like I was trained. I was an English major, right? And there was every class necessitated some kind of a paper. And you just learned how to like sit down and write an entire paper in like three hours, right? Yeah. It was just done. So yeah. And it's so funny. I always found that the stuff I did on an exam day, I did better than something that I had like three, four months to prep for because there was a different energy. It was like I was rushing and I've been thinking about this for a while. So it felt different. So one thing for me that I found really useful has been at the end of the week, I look at what worked, what didn't work this week. What do I want to revise for next week? And one of the biggest pieces that came through one of those sessions was like, I need to have dedicated planning time and dedicated action time. Because how many times, and I'm sure you've seen this with your clients, you go to your action time to create content to do the thing. And you're like, okay, so what do I do again? Like, what are the steps? So can we talk about that a little bit? I think that that would be super valuable. Yeah. So um, I I do something similar, but it's actually even just within the, the each day, um, I need time to like read a little bit. This is just my process, right? I like to read or listen to a podcast or something. And it just, I just really sit and, and I'm, I'm just with it. Right. And I feel my way through it. Right. And, um, I can't tell you how many times there will be, you know, a topic for my email marketing campaign or, um, a, a podcast talk or something, you know, and whatever it is I'm listening to that day, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that right there. Like, I just want to sit with that because there is so much that I can feel through that. And, and um, what it reminds me of is I, I, oh, I'm always reminding my clients, the brilliance that you're looking for out here, outside of you, it really is within you. And if you can just carve out the time to sit with yourself, you're going to find it. You're going to be able to tap into it, but you have to make it a daily practice of just being comfortable with yourself to allow yourself to listen to that brilliance. Because when we're really focused on the external, all of the the comparisons or the things we're seeing on social or the competing advice, right? That's when we start doubting ourselves and we start questioning like, Maybe I don't feel this way. Maybe I shouldn't feel this way. So-and-so has been doing this longer than me. She surely knows better than me, right? And you start dismissing that brilliance. And that's when it starts getting buried deep inside of you. So if you're not actively pulling out that brilliance every day, just really letting it flow out, it feels like an uphill battle. 
It does. It really does. And I feel like this is one of the hardest things for me as well has been really adding more time just for spaciousness. Yeah. Being someone who's been such a hustler, such a go-getter, like go after the next award, go after the next promotion, like up, 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 trying to actually sit down and be centered was extremely difficult. And I feel like a lot of us who are on that trajectory for a while, and that was like everything that you did, even five minutes was extremely difficult. It was like, I can't sit down for five minutes. I'm not going to be quote unquote productive. Totally. And because you're measuring your productivity based on what you're putting out, right? And these quiet moments, it's really about going internal and, you know, just being with yourself. But I think if you ever saw the movie or read the book, E Pray Love, in the movie, Julia Roberts is sitting there, she's trying to meditate for like the first time, you know, and Again, five minutes and there's a fly that's driving her crazy. She hears like every subtle sound out there and that's what it's like, right? And it's, it's so true. It feels those five minutes, it feels like an hour. You're like crawling out of your skin. It does. It does. And what I've realized is often we suppress this, just like you said, because it doesn't feel productive because there's no output. There's nothing that's coming through. But what I've realized doing this more and more has been like, if I'm in a day that's very go, go, hustle, hustle, and I'm trying to create content, it can literally take me five to eight hours to sit and actually write. And it's not even that good. And then another day, I have so much spaciousness in my day. And I'm super present to what you're saying earlier, too. It's like, not just going through calls and listening, but like, as I'm listening to podcast, as I'm sipping my coffee, like, it feels different. And then ideas are coming and coming and coming. And then eight minutes, 10 minutes, content, 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 no things, things, things. And it's like, I literally collapsed eight hours into eight minutes because I was in such a flow. Right. Right. So how can people tap into this flow, this creativity more frequently? So you got to create a ritual, right? There's, there's something, um, even science-based behind rituals that will help you feel more productive, but in that flow. And that's because when things are predictable, our brain can relax. So we're not Mm. scanning for danger or, or threats or anything like that when we know what's coming next. And so most people have rituals in their day anyway. They tend to do certain things at certain times Now, if you're trying to build in what I refer to as like self-nurturing, right? That sort of time with self, add it into something that you're already doing, right? So for me, a long time ago, it started with, I drink a cup of coffee every single morning. There's never going to be a day that I don't drink a cup of coffee. So I started using my time while I was drinking my coffee to start doing a journal activity that I teach, right? It's the time when I do my daily reading, 10 pages, some mornings, it might be longer, right? But I'm at least doing a minimum amount of of this sort of magical work, right? Every single day. And so when you foster that type of ritual, you go into it from a place of ease. You're not going into it like, I've got to get this done. I only have 30 minutes. You're, you're, you know, this is, it takes me this amount of time. I've built it into my Mm -hmm. day. I can enter in and just enjoy and be present. 
and it's going to feel good, but you have to do it consistently to know that. So the first time you do any of these things, and this goes for any sort of advice or steps that people ask you to take, you can't do something even three times and feel miraculously different. It just doesn't happen like that. But when you're consistent, I talk about the compounding effect, right? That's when over time you are all of a sudden, you're going to realize, oh my gosh, I, I feel completely different going into my day. I feel more confident. I have better clarity. I feel more grounded, right? And that's typically what, what people are looking for. Wow. This is so, so huge. I'm definitely stealing this like magic hour or whatever it ends up being, but I love that you make this a non-negotiable and this is something I've done for a while, but it hasn't been a consistent, like ritual routine habit. And I feel like just the way that you said it sounds so sacred, like a ritual, like there's something about it that feels magical, that feels like miracles come through. Like there's a different frequency to that than when we just say like, grab your journal, sip your coffee, like do your thing. Oh, so good. Well, we should be indulging in ourselves, right? Isn't that why we become business owners? Because we want this freedom to be able to indulge. So don't wait for the big celebrations, like build it into your day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those of you who are listening, obviously in our community right now, most of you already know my story around this of like building to 90, a hundred, et cetera, thousand dollar months, and then looking around and being so unhappy and then being like, okay, I'm burning it to the ground and rebuilding. Like you will never, and I'm sure Heidi, you've seen this, like it's never something you hit and then, all right, here you go. Freedom, money, happiness, never like that. In fact, you'll get it. And then you'll realize why did I do this to begin with? None of that even mattered. Mm -hmm. Huge. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I had a similar experience myself where it's, you know, anybody can hustle and grind and achieve anybody can do that, but if it's not sustainable, why are you going to go and do it that way? Because you will end up going back and rebuilding it a different way. Yeah. And so I see people do this and, you know, and I, I've, I've even said to some clients, like, I don't think I can work with you because you want to keep doing it this way. And I can give you a million reasons to not do it that way. Cause I'm trying to save you, you know, I'm trying to help you build a shortcut from what I went through, from what you went through, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Any final words for people who are listening and who may recognize some of their habits of whether it's procrastination, overwhelm or whatever it is. And often I don't think we even label it as like, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling this, this, this. It's almost just like a feeling and a thought like, well, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this because I need this, this, this. What would you say to really move forward um, and finish the week strong and really prep for next week with this new intention? You know, I think we have to give ourselves permission to do things messy, you know, and for people who are stuck in this mindset where things have to be done perfectly, they have to be done the right way. You have to follow all the rules or the regimen or whatever. Listen, that's really not why your clients are working with you. It's not because you do everything perfectly. It's not because you've got the perfect brand out there, right? It's because you're moving forward. And that is what most people struggle with is that consistent forward progress. 
it, it's not about doing everything and getting it right 100% of the time. It's really not. And so it makes you more relatable. It makes you better at what you do when you just keep moving forward and you fumble because that really is the human experience. And any business owner that's successful will tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the evolution over and over. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on Heidi. This has been such a juicy conversation. If someone wants to go deeper into this work with you, where can they find and connect with you? Yeah. So the best place is Heidi forward slash forward slash links. And I can give you the, um, the link for people to be able to click on while my last name rhymes with Seuss, right? It's spelled differently. So it's G-R-U-S-S, but I always keep that page updated with offerings. I've got a challenge coming up for May 1st. I'm taking imperfect action. Um, so there's all that, all that juicy stuff there. Oh, so exciting. Well, thank you so much for being on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.